got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. that. You don't got time for that. All right? Let's go. Crank it. Crank it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Hey. We have a fun show today. We're going to preview the Kansas-Iowa State game. We got plenty of KU basketball audio. Dewan Harris, Bill Self spoke with the media. We got a little NFL playoff talk and some game picks. We are out a little early today. Going to be out at uh, 520. That's for high school basketball coverage. It'll start for Lawrence High. Girls game at 530, pregame 520. Boys game will be around 7 o'clock a little bit after that. Sam Speck will be on the call of the girls game. Nick Springer will be on the call of the boys game along with Craig Hershiser here on KLWN. And then tomorrow you'll uh, be able to hear the KU women's basketball game um, here on KLWN. I I don't know what time they play. Okay, they play at 2 o'clock at Oklahoma, which means we'll have the f- pregame for KU Iowa State at 1.30. Maybe. I don't know. For well, the, 15 the, way minutes, we, the last time point. we did it was how we how we just had it this past Saturday was the well even on a Tuesday night too. Women's coverage will start 15 minutes for tip off for the women, so 1:45, and then the women's game will play in its entirety on KWN. And then at the conclusion of the women's game, so in this case at four o'clock, which is around halftime of the men's game, we'll get the second half of the of the men's game then on KWN. Okay, so you'll be able to hear the entire women's game here, second half of the men's game on KLWN. If you want the entirety of the men's game, listen to it over on our sister station. 105.9 KISS and 105.9 KISSFM.com. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Nick, what what's going to lose in this? I have a... Uh, What's a that? Three-way money line parlay. Okay. Cincinnati to win, straight up. Buffalo to win, straight up. San Francisco to win, straight up. That's minus one fifty-nine. I'll tell you which one's going to lose. Mm. The Bengals. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I don't agree with you. We'll talk about Yo, that later. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KLWN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code KLWN. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 and older, physically present in Kansas. Bonus issued is free bets. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NFL bet up to $10. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. There. Huge news. Okay. Multiple on, on multiple fronts. Number one, it's Friday the 13th. Are you a superstitious guy? Do you do you buy in any of that stuff? Uh, any weird stuff's going to happen? No, not really. Uh, okay. Others would say 13 is a lucky number. 
Okay. And number two, I can tell you exactly which NFL team is a guaranteed lock to win. And here's why. <laughs> Last night, a spotted leopard escaped its enclosure at the Dallas Zoo. If that's not a sign that the Jacksonville Jaguars oh. are going to win against the Los Angeles Chargers, I don't know what is. I thought you were going to take it as like Dallas lost this, so they're going to lose again. No, 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 no. I don't know. It's the it's the same. The it's the leopard spotted. Okay. you know, spotted leopard spotted jaguar. You know, they're different animals, right? They're basically the same. They both got spots on them. That's am racist. I wrong? That's am, racist. Am I wrong? It's racist what? to to felines. How do you figure? Because they're not the same. They're not. They have spots. Very different. So everything they're with spots is the same. There's spotted cats that are predators mm-hmm. that jump around. So a on cow trees. is the same as a leopard. Is that a spot? <laughs> no. Not not buying it. Not buying it. Okay. Uh, before we get to our KO Iowa State preview, I do have to pick uh, some ticket winners. So uh, at this point, stop retweeting it because I'm about <laughs> to uh, no keep pick the winner now. Keep retweeting it. So thank you to everybody. Hey, wait, I retweeted it. So what if I win? Then you win. Then you you just win. Oh, dude, sweet. There are 1,066 retweets, so we appreciate the interest in this. Unfortunately, only one pair of tickets to give away. We'll have more tickets to give away as the season goes on, so stick around <laughs> for that, though. Um, it's kind of so a big game, though. I have all the Students retweets back, sort of, listed here. So we have a, a random number generator. Okay. And... I'm very afraid of this because there are so many numbers here. There's so many. 1,066. I, if this ends up being Is there not like, a way to just like filter through? No, I have to like scroll through and count. So if this ends up being, you know, number like 804, and I'm going to have to count through that, I am, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just won't be able to tell you until the end of the show, and I'm going to have to like count hundreds between each break. Um, that reminds me of... Uh, I had a friend who finished last in a fantasy football league, and his punishment was that he had to count from one to ten thousand. That, that sucks, punishment. but it's not like I guess the, I don't know. That does suck because that's a lot of time if you think <laughs> about it. All right, I'm gonna click that random number generator one to one thousand sixty-six. We got one thirty-two. Thank goodness. One thirty-two. It's still not a number I can count on the fly while we're talking. Number one thirty-two. So I will uh, figure out during the break which Come one on is down. number one thirty-two. The next contestant, and on. Uh, they'll win the KU, pair of tickets. KU basketball. Well, the game they'll be going to should be pretty good. Top fifteen showdown. Number fourteen Iowa State. Number two Kansas. Iowa State has been really good so far in Big Twelve play, and they've been really yep. good overall for the season. But they have really ratcheted it up. They, they've ramped things up here at the start of Big 12 play. They're ranked 16th on Ken Palm. They're 80th on offense, 6th on defense. If you just look at what they've done in conference-only play, though, they are up to 3rd on offense and at 1st on defense. And if you go by overall efficiency numbers in conference of, uh, conference play, let's see, they're the only team who's top 3 three in both offense and defense. The Kansas State's number one in offense, but they've been seventh in defense. Baylor's second in offense. They've been tenth in defense. Kansas, meanwhile, is sitting fourth <coughs> in both. So they've been kind of balanced so far to this point. Uh, but they've been really good. And and like they're yeah, this is something we, we mentioned the other day. While all these Big Twelve games are close, and certainly they've had a couple of them, like three point win at Oklahoma, two point win at TCU, they've been the one Big Twelve team who has like multiple blowout wins they beat Baylor by 15 they beat Texas Tech by 34 and that says something about you if you can blow out any of the teams in the Big 12 because everybody is pretty good this team is hot right now they're playing well it's a good team should be a good game 
Yeah, to your point about the defense, in four conference games, they've given up 62 points or less in three of them, right? Like, that's that's very impressive. So certainly the defense is more the calling card of this team, and they've probably been the best team in conference when you look at just specifically conference play alone uh, in terms of what they've been able to do. So, yeah, this is a huge game. This is a huge game, especially if you view Iowa State as a legitimate conference championship contender right now at 4-0. Because if you're going to be a legitimate conversation contender, winning at Allen Fieldhouse immediately puts you even further into that category, right? And from Kansas's perspective, like if this if this Iowa State team does end up being that conference championship level contender that they might be, and Kansas loses this game, and then or Iowa State sweeps them, let's say, right, and then it comes down to both these teams are 13 and five or whatever in conference play. And you lose out because you couldn't you couldn't hold serve at home. That's a big deal. Yeah, and, and I deal. don't know how much I buy into that Iowa State. Once it's all said and done, will be that top team next year. No, but, but remember we had this discussion before. Like Iowa State's four zero, yeah. right? So let's say hypothetically Iowa State quote unquote regresses to the mean that they could still finish eleven and seven. Yeah, if they go seven right? and seven, five hundred exactly. ball the rest of the way, they're they're eleven, 11 and seven, and that's probably good enough for top. Four in the conference. Right now it has it finishing tied second yeah. in Ken Palm's projection. So I, I think they will be one of the teams around it. Will they end up finishing second exactly? I, I don't know. That kind of remains to be seen. Because right now, as good as they are playing, this is a team that, that for the season is shooting like 35% from three, which is a solid number. Yeah, they're they're pretty. They're, their offensive numbers are pretty average. But in conference play, their four games, they're shooting over 43% on three-point shots. Uh, they're not missing three-pointers right now. Is is that a example of progressing to the mean, of that they were below it, their season average was too low, and that's getting back up? Is this just an example of like, okay, they're going to regress back to the mean at some point here with the three-point shooting, and that you know they're going to have a couple games coming up here, maybe even on Saturday, where they have like a bad three-point shooting game? That'll well, certainly Oklahoma determine. Oklahoma had a bad three-point shooting game against Kansas and almost won. Did. But I think, to me, that'll certainly determine like how real this team is. It's not that they have to shoot 43%, but their defense is so, so good. They're sixth in the country. They're number one in turnover rate, number one in non-steal turnover rate, number four in steal rate. Um, this is just a, a really elite defense to where if you're hitting threes— it's hard to beat you. So if they continue to hit threes at one of the higher rates in the conference, I think they'll be around to stay. But at any point, if that three-point number drops back down to 34 35%, that's where they kind of get in trouble because overall, outside of the three-point shooting that can be really hot for them, this isn't like a great offensive team like you were saying. No, pretty average. Yeah, and I think they're probably better than they were last season on that end. Uh, defensively, they're like just as good. I mean, last year defensively, they were they were pretty awesome as well. Uh, last year, they finished fifth in defense, 171st in offense. So, yeah, the offense much better, defense about the same. Yep. TJ Otzelberger has done a, a great job there from just the coaching standpoint. Um, if you're looking at, at things that they do well and, and things that maybe you could exploit, I mentioned they're number one in the country and forcing turnovers. Uh, they do give up a good amount of offensive rebounds. They're only 252nd in the country in defensive rebounding rate. So, Anybody who's a good offensive rebounder for KU, like you think of KJ Adams, who's been on a tear here, should be able to have a big game in that regard. But also Iowa State is a really good offensive rebounding team. So those have been the things they've done well, like offensive rebounding, three-point shooting uh, in conference play. But they turn the ball over too much. Like There's the avenue for Kansas to 
to try to avoid that defense, just get turnovers. And, and Kansas really hasn't been forcing a ton of turnovers lately over the past few games. And this is, I mean, I mean, it's just such an important game when, when you look at not just going back to where is Iowa State in the title race, but this stretch of games is absolutely yeah. brutal for Kansas. Yeah, the, the Mac, from the macro perspective, you're absolutely right. The, the, the key for Kansas here might be just to, hey, we've got, a, we've got a stretch of six, eight games here that are going to be the real gauntlet, really, of the Big 12 schedule, and we need to get that off on the right foot, right, especially at home against Iowa State. Because, I mean, just listen to the schedule. Iowa State at home. At Kansas State on Tuesday, at home against TCU on January twenty first, January twenty third, January twenty third at Baylor, January twenty eighth at Kentucky for the Big Twelve ACC Challenge, January thirty first home against Kansas State, February fourth away at Iowa State and Ames, and February sixth at home against Texas. And then you get Oklahoma and Oklahoma State kind of in there as well, right? So think about that. Think about the stretch: Iowa State, K State, TCU, Baylor, Kentucky, K State, Iowa State, Texas. In the preseason. You were probably thinking, oh, okay, you know, we've got Iowa State and K-State mixed in, in there with a couple tough games against Baylor and TCU. But, you know, the Iowa, and K- the Iowa State and K-State games, those will be kind of games where we where Kansas can, you know, kind of reset a little bit or whatever, right? Those are suddenly the toughest games of the stretch, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both undefeated in conference play. You know K-State's going to be going crazy for their Super Bowl on Tuesday. It's the only game they care about every year. So suddenly... The games that you thought were going to be the easiest of what was already looking like a tough stretch in the preseason are now arguably the toughest. So that makes this game against Iowa State really even that more critical just to get off on the right foot for this stretch, right? Yep. It's Because if you lose to Iowa State at home, K-State's going to be, I mean, they're already going to be crazy, but they're going to be even more turned up. I don't even know if that's possible for them, really, but... And then you're looking at potentially being four and two with TCU and Baylor up next. That could be rough. Very tough. That could be rough. So, even from the macro perspective, this game against Iowa State is is important, and just to, just in terms of setting the tone for KU announcing, hey, we're still the top dogs. We're still here for the for the next eight days. Part of it. If I told you Kansas was going to go two and one, would you take it or? Roll the dice. Roll the dice. Let's see. So Iowa State at home, at Iowa Kansas State, State and TCU. TCU. Yeah. I would, I would, I'd probably roll the dice, honestly. Probably say, let, let's just go for it. Because, I mean, listen, two of those games are at home. So, from by that from that standpoint, you, you should, should be able to go two games. and one anyways. Yeah. So, then, you just roll the dice and say, listen, since K-State built Bramblage in 1988, They've beaten KU five times there. Five. Five times in 35 years. K-State's beaten uh, uh, KU in Bramblage. I'm taking those odds, man. I don't give a damn how good Marquise Noel is or any of that other crap. Give me that. Give me that chance. I think I roll the dice, too, just because I feel like 2-1 and one is most likely. You, you risk it for 3-0 and oh because of how impactful those three wins would be. But one I mean, and two is not out of the question there. If really you not. are seven and zero heading into Waco against Baylor, whoo, yeah, conference might be wrapped up. But yeah, I think if you go two and one, you're happy with that stretch. Um, but yeah, I don't think one and two is out of the question there. It's it's tough, but I, I do think you're rolling I mean, the dice again. You expect to win your home games, mm-hmm. Iowa State and, and TCU. Okay, KU wins if what? I think KU wins if they protect the ball and. If Dewan Harris has another strong game, 
But also, we've talked about it. Jalen, he's been he's been putting up the numbers in conference play, but they haven't necessarily felt as impactful. So maybe if maybe this is a game for Jalen to sort of reestablish himself as like the alpha dog, I guess. Which again, it's kind of weird to say because he's leading the team in, in points per game already in, in conference play. It's just it hasn't really felt uh, really impactful, I guess. So maybe if Jalen has a great game, but I, I think the key is going to be, first of all, how will Iowa State play defensively? Are they going to attempt to use the Oklahoma strategy and face guard Grady Dick, or are they going to try to just play five on five? Mm-hmm. And I've, I think I've kind of touched on this a little bit on this show. That is, I don't think very many other teams are going to have the personnel to pull, to face guard Grady Dick. Because look at look at the teams that have had success. Well, there's only been one team really that's had it. I mean, Oklahoma had success with it, but then KU broke it eventually. Tennessee had success with it. Why? Because they have elite length and elite athleticism, and they have the ability to cover the re- the rest of the floor with those four, with their other four guys with that length, right? So, if your team does not have elite length or elite athleticism at the other four positions. I don't think face guarding Grady Dick is a recipe for defensive success against Kansas because Kansas has shown now that they have various tricks up their sleeves to work around that offensively, right? Yeah. So I I don't I don't think that Iowa State will do it, and maybe if they do, I, or I should say this, I don't think we'll see any more games like Tennessee where Tennessee that was like their strategy defensively the entire game. I think you might see maybe for like a couple minutes stretch a team might throw it in there against Kansas. But I don't I don't think it's going to be something that they're going to be able to run all the time against against KU unless they have that elite length, which in the Big 12, who really has that? Who who do you think has that elite length defensively in the Big 12? I mean, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of just having a couple dominant big men, it's yeah, it's probably not. Um but I don't know. There are teams who have athletic length. It it just kind of depends on on your way of looking at it. I I just for me it's it's Dewan Harris, his decision making, taking care of the ball, which to be clear, you feel good about that headed into the game because that's something that he does very, very well. But Iowa State is literally the number one team in the country at forcing turnovers. Teams turn it over on them 30% of the time. So basically, one in every three possessions. They have two games this year where they've forced turnovers for the opposing team on 40% or more of the possessions. Here's a game earlier this year, which McNeese State is not very good, so maybe that doesn't do much for you. But out of the, the Southland, I mean, McNeese State had 30 turnovers; they had 38 shots for well, the game, and they had 40 points. Yeah, they did. Have they had almost points. as many yeah. turnovers as points. Yeah. So, like this Iowa State team is for real enforcing pressure. You feel good. You have Dewan Harris for a game like this, and maybe that's the way that you kind of open it up if you're Kansas. But, um. If he just has kind of an average game, that's how that's how things go the other way there. Uh, I, I could also, the other side of this is like if Grady Dick goes nuts. I don't know if they're going to be face guarding him or not, but one way to always beat a good defense, you just shoot over it, you know? <laughs> and he's the best candidate to do just that. Uh, yeah. Flip side, Iowa State wins if what? I mean, you laid out the defense stuff. I think Iowa State wins if this is a half-court game. Mm-hmm. If they force Kansas to play... 25 seconds of half-court defense, and Kansas has shown that they, again, I've talked about it, like KU's pretty good at all different pace lengths, but the 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 pace of play that they definitely have the biggest issues with is when they are forced to play 20 to 25 seconds of half-court. And they play offense. slower. 
They don't play nearly so, as slow as Oklahoma, but they are 271st in the country in average possession length. So if this game is played 30 seconds at a time in the half court, I think that could be a problem for Kansas. Mm-hmm. For me, but it's... I, I'm not saying that they still couldn't win a game that's played like that, but I think for Iowa State, that is that's probably like the way it. that they would yeah. have a better chance of winning. For me, it's KU has 20 or more turnovers. Going back to the turnover thing, I think you can get away with... 15 or 16 in this game. You get up to like 20 or more, that's when their strength really takes over the game. Yeah, uh, and and for Kansas, just one more thought, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, and for Kansas, earlier in the season, remember, they had quite a bit of issues with unforced turnovers. That's kind of gone away. So you feel maybe a little bit better about that than you did a month ago, let's say. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got some Dewan Harris audio with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. By the way, our ticket winner, congratulations to Juliana. Uh, If she doesn't respond at some point, then, well, I did it while you were talking, then uh, (laughs) I guess it would go back up to somebody else. But congratulations to Juliana for being our ticket winner. Uh, This is our Twitter DMs. We'll be back after this timeout. Four o'clock hour. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. If you're looking for the perfect destination for your next social or corporate gathering, venue 1235, which is a large climate controlled event space. They got a catering kitchen, private suite. They got a covered patio, too. They're located right off I 70, just five minutes from downtown Lawrence. So it's perfect. You can, you know, have your, your big venue event and then go right over to Mass Street afterwards. If you like, venue 1235 got you covered. No game this weekend for the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously a good thing. They are in the playoff bye and get the number one seed in the AFC. What would be the perfect weekend, do you think, for the Chiefs with, with the playoff game results? I mean... The Bengals and the Bills losing. Is it is it as simple as, like, just all the bad teams lose? I don't know. I don't the Bengals know. Like, and the Bills lose. That's I, the best. Is it not? I almost Can you think, think it of a better means, scenario? Well, yes, I, I do think it is the best. Realistically, <laughs> though, are both going to lose? No. no. No, they're not. So, a more realistic situation, possibly. So, basically, possibly. if you're the Chiefs, you're playing the winner of the Jaguars-Chargers game. I was going to say, most likely. So, does that change it to where, if we're saying realistic expectations that could happen, that if just one of the Bills or uh, sure. Bengals lost? I think the Bengals legitimately could lose. Well, because if just one of them lost... Then you would be looking at the Bills would be playing the Chargers or the Jaguars, and the Chiefs would be getting the at that point either the Ravens. the Ravens or the if hypothetically the Bills lost, then it'd be the Dolphins, and that would be I, I don't much know, better scenario. I don't see any path to the Dolphins winning against the Bills. I really don't. Yeah, it's really hard. I, I mean, it'd be if I Teddy mean, Bridgewater if, was like, the quarterback, it'd even still if, be hard, but it'd be like uh. <laughs> even if like Tyreek and or Jalen Waddle just like go off, right? Like, the Bills are just going to outscore them. Yeah. Dolphins' defense is not that good. No, it's it's problematic. I mean, yeah, you, you, would need, you would need an epic collapse from Josh Allen. Yeah, that one's hard to see. The The part with the Bengals, I don't see them losing like we were talking earlier, but... I don't know. They, I, they messed around against the Ravens last week. I know, but they won by how many? Like, they 10 points? They won by points? 11. They won by 11. <laughs> yeah. So they messed around and they won by 11. Do you think they're going to mess around in the playoffs? Probably not. They might. But like if if you're if you're viewing just logically, like you said, it is hard to come up with a logical reason of why the Dolphins would beat the Bills. You can at least spin it logically to say, yeah, but the Ravens do have a really good defense. Yes. And the Bengals offensive line is beat up. 
what if they just have a game where they hold Joe Burrow to – because I think the first game they played was like week four or something, and didn't the Ravens beat them like 16-13 or something uh, like I that? Think the Ravens did win, yeah. It, it was some low-scoring game. So, like, what happens if if that happens again? And, and they're able to hold them to, you know, 13 points. And if that happens, then at that point it is kind of a coin flip and maybe the Ravens just have a good running game. Um, so I, I do agree with you there that the, the Bills one feels impossible – Whereas the Ravens one feels possible, I'm just not expecting it to happen. On October 9th, the Ravens beat the Bengals 19-17. to Okay. So if you hold them to 17, can Tyler Huntley get, or, or if it's Anthony Brown, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if be. it's Tyler Huntley. Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough, man. That, that's the problem for me. If they had Lamar Jackson, I, I think this would be almost a coin flip game. Well, if the Ravens had Lamar Jackson, they'd probably win the division. That's true, too. That yeah, they probably happening. don't lose, you know, yeah. they don't lose the Steelers and I don't know what other teams they lost to down the stretch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it would be a completely different situation. Who do you who do you least want to play if if you're the Chiefs right now? Obviously, the options would be Jaguars, Jaguars, Chargers, Chargers, Dolphins, yeah, Dolphins, Bills. Obviously, Ravens, Dolphins, Dolphins would be the number one, correct? That you would want to play? Yes. Assuming if they were to beat the Bills, that Tua and Teddy would be out again the following week. I think even Dolphins. if those guys were back, though, that would have to be the answer. Maybe. Who would you go with? I guess the Dolphins, yeah. I mean, even with Tua, I mean, they listen, were losing like, games down the stretch. Jacksonville is you already pretty much dominated them once. Yeah, but they're they're a much different team now. They're hot. Okay, here's the deal with Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville is to me a team that is like a year or two ahead of schedule in terms of being like a legitimate threat. Like they're young, they're pretty good, but like I don't think they're an actual threat until maybe the next year or the year after that. Right, I tend to agree with you. So I think Jacksonville would, and with the Chargers, it's like the Chargers—they're just—they just nobody loves chargering more than the Chargers. <laughs> they just charger. That's just what they do. I mean, Mike Williams is out. Yeah, and we've we've also and seen now the, on the flip side of that, Justin Herbert becomes Dan Marino when he plays the Chiefs. <laughs> yes, and that's why you don't want to play them. And also, there's the old adage of "Oh, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season." I don't think that would really matter, but. Mm-hmm. You know, people people say that. Yeah, I think if you're ranking them, you'd most want to play the Dolphins. Second would be the Ravens. Third would be the Jaguars. The team you least want to play, which is the most likely one that you're going to play at this point, just based on the odds of, yeah, of who's predicting. When you say least want to play, like... Yeah, the Chiefs are still going to be like, favorites. You know, you're not concerned. But that's a team that you know isn't worried about coming into Arrowhead and winning because they did it last year and they almost did it this year, too. And Justin Herbert, like yeah. you said, he, he plays... Like, he's the best quarterback in the NFL when he's playing the Chiefs. But then yep. when he plays everybody else, it's like, oh, he's good, but he's, you know, not that. What? Tell me how you really feel about this. I, I'm just saying. That's the case. Which You think he sucks, don't you? But not when he plays the Chiefs. Just, just, you can just say it. Just say it. Justin no. Herbert sucks. Justin Herbert, good. That guy stinks. Justin Herbert, good he when he plays the Chiefs. He's literally terrible. Great. He stinks. It's okay. You can just say it. No. Just, just let it out. Let it out. Justin Herbert sucks. No. He's the worst quarterback in the AFC. I do think that the the, uh, the Bengals have been given this huge slight in terms of like everybody is talking about oh the Bills like they're gonna have the be in the neutral site AFC championship now and I'm just sitting there like man Bengals are like the hottest team in the NFL Bengals probably would have won that I, I mean it was so early on that you never know but like Bengals might have won that game against the Bills it was trending that way again very early on. 
And like when I when I watched the two quarterbacks play over the back half of the season, Josh Allen had the the injuries so that might have been a part of it. Like Joe Burrow was probably better than Josh Allen over the back half of the season. The Bengals have probably better weapons than the Bills. I mean, Stephon oh, Diggs is really good, but oh, like no, the, the they also have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd yeah, and the Bengals two good better. running backs. Yeah, easily better. Like so, significantly better. And you look at what the defensive coordinator for the Bengals has done, especially the adjustments in the second half. Now, Bills have a really good defense overall, but the Bengals' second half defense is unbelievable. I kind of wonder if the Bengals are, are going to make it through to the AFC Championship game again. I don't know. We'll see. That. I'm fine with that. But it, just, it definitely feels like those two teams are on a collision course, not just because of— Well, yeah, they've got they've got pseudo-buys. Yes. Basically. I mean, is that is that putting it too harshly, or is that looking the reality? back? Looking back, you know how they they floated the idea of the one seed would get the option of not that this was actually chosen, but of either having the bye week or getting home field advantage for the AFC Championship. Yeah, knowing that now Skylar Thompson's going to be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins, would you have taken the home field AFC Championship as opposed to the bye week? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, anytime you play a game. That increases your risk of somebody getting hurt. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, and listen, man, man, any given Sunday, <laughs> any given. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, any given Sunday. All right, which uh, which NFL playoff game are you most excited for this weekend? Probably Giants Vikings. It was a really good game last time they played. Yeah, Vikings. And I think the, it'll be like, a pretty good yard game. field goal. I think. Well, okay. The risky one with Giants Vikings is if Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins just both suck. Which they both do kind of suck. Very much a risk, yes. So it could easily be like 13 to 10. It could. It could. <laughs> if they and just both be suck. like, oh, well, that sucks. Like, you know? But yeah, I, I do expect but it I mean, to actually are you, be a good Are you excited for Dolphins, Bills? Nope. Ravens, Bengals? Are you excited Ugh. for Seahawks, Niners? Yes. No. Yes. No. Very. No. <laughs> are you excited for, I mean, I guess, I mean. Chargers, like, Jags Bucks, is actually, I think, really fun. Yes, and like Bucks, Dallas, like see that's a game that I think is going to be hypothetically. Close. You would think would be an exciting yeah. matchup, but Tom Brady stinks. No, I, and I, Dak I has think, thrown a million picks. I think the Bucks, Cowboys game is the perfect is going to be the perfect definition of it's a close game, but it's not a good game. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Like the Bucks can't score in the red zone. Uh, the Cowboys' defense is really good. The Bucks' defense is good. They're shutting down Dak. He's throwing all sorts of interceptions, and it ends 13-9. to And it's like, well, both teams had a chance to win it at the end, but that game sucked. Why did I waste four hours on that? Um, you're going to. Whether so you I, like it or not, you're going to. I think for me the answer is I actually am very excited Chargers, for the Jags Seahawks 49ers. Or but Giants. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Chargers, Jags, or, or, or Vikings, Giants. Giants. Giants and I think the Giants could pull the upset. No, the Niners are going to beat the snot out of the Seahawks. We'll see. Geno Smith As time, revenge baby. for the Lions. <laughs> That's what I think. Revenge, re, justice will be served against the Seahawks for ruining what we could have had with the Lions in the playoffs. Okay. Justice will be served. Okay. They're going to beat them 40-3. to 40-10. Wow. I bet you can get great odds on that on <laughs> DraftKings. You get them at an alt line like minus 27. Yeah, Niner, Niners minus 28.5. Hammer it. They're gonna beat the crap out of them. Doesn't like Pete Carroll kind of own Kyle Shanahan? Uh, no, I don't think so. Am I am I misremembering things? Because I, I, I thought it was like uh, you're the Niners guy. 
You're from California. Yeah, coming into coming into this year, which I don't know how they did in the two matchups this year. Kyle Shanahan had was two and eight against Pete Carroll. Okay. So it was it was Shanahan owns McVeigh, McVeigh owns Carroll, Carroll owns Shanahan. That's what it Is was. That what it was? Yes. Are you sure? So again, coming into the year, which I don't know how they went. I don't know if they split or they they beat the, or they won both uh, on December fifteenth. The Niners beat the Seahawks twenty one thirteen. And so the Niners probably won both. On September 18th, so four months ago, they beat them 27-7. to Okay. So Kyle Shanahan is now 4-8 and eight against Pete Carroll. Don't forget the Broncos beat the Niners. Did that happen? 11-10. to 10. Oh, that's right. And Jimmy Garoppolo like running out of the back of the end zone. Gosh, that feels like so the long Broncos ago. Broncos beat the 49ers 11-10. to 10. Also think back to the first... Monday night game of the season thinking? where half the Broncos wins are against playoff teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, like think back to that first week of the season when the, the Broncos blew that and we were like, oh, Nathaniel Hackett, like idiot, you do all this stuff. And, you know, it was very stupid stuff from him. If he doesn't, if he doesn't mangle the end of that game, Seahawks lose and it is the Lions. And it is the, the Lions. So should we blame? I'm all for blaming the Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett specifically, I think, is who or we should just blame. The Broncos in general. He hasn't had enough blame, so why stop there? Um, by the way, I'm looking on DraftKings. The furthest line you can get is San Francisco minus twenty three and a half. Bet it. It's plus four fifty four. Absolutely, <laughs> you're gonna bet, bet that. It. All right, I might. Okay, I'm excited for that. That's uh, the one I'm most confident in. So wait, what is is that your answer for the the game you're least excited for? Seahawks Niners. Yeah. I'm least I'm, excited for Bills Dolphins. I'm probably least excited for Bills Dolphins. It just it feels so like, dude, absolute. Like literally, who cares? It's like maybe Tyreek Hill just catches a slant from Skylar Thompson and busts it for one long touchdown. But that's gonna be like then they lose thirty one like, to seven. Remember that, seven remember that clip of like it's like and Chris Paul drains a three <laughs> against the Mavericks and now the Suns are down forty. That's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be like thirty eight to three mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like oh check out this sweet highlight Tyree Kill jukes like six guys and scores a touchdown. <laughs> And the Dolphins lose 38-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Uh, one thing that I, I found interesting when you compare the AFC to the, the NFC, and we, we kind of talked Dude, about this earlier. The NFC is so bad. But I think that is all rooted in the idea that we don't trust the quarterbacks, which is is a fair way of evaluating things. Maybe a lot of rooted times in the idea that year. they just suck. But, like, I mean, the Eagles that. went, what, 14-3? and three? Yeah, because they got to play in the NFC. The <laughs> NFC sucks. <laughs> think about this. Like who is the best quarterback in the NFC? Let me go through. I mean, the list. I let me go through. I, the list. I guess Aaron Rodgers. Let me go through. The list. Sucks. No, 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 so no. I don't in know. the playoffs. In the playoffs. Let me go oh, through. The the play- list. Oh, in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts is very good. He was an MVP candidate. He's playing like a top five quarterback this carried year. I don't know if he team. is a top five carried quarterback. Carried by a good team. Carried by a good team. This year he was playing good. Carried but by a good team. Here's the problem. Carried by a good team. Okay. Carried by a good team. I will. I will <laughs> accept that from you. And I do agree. Like he's he's being propped up. He has a very good team around him. Um. But he's also injured right now. He missed those last games, and he is playing I mean, in pain. He said he was in be, a lot of pain. I think he'll be fine for the next round. Maybe. I don't know. I, I guess they have a bye. I don't I don't know how much that'll help him. But, like, if he's not 100%, that's a problem. Brock Purdy. Minshew mania. Brock Purdy's been been solid in what they've asked him to do, but, like, he's Mr. not. Relevant. He's not. I don't think he's that good. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is the definition of mid, right? Yeah, he sucks. Dak Prescott. Also sucks. He shows flashes where it's like, oh, he looks really good. And then this year he's been bad, and he, like you said, leads the league in interceptions. Uh, Tom Brady, 
very good historically. Old, this year, washed, washed, stinky. You have Old, uh, washed. Daniel Jones, who like has been a lot better this year. Like props to that, but he's still not like a top half quarterback, right? He's, he's a top half quarterback. Is he? Yeah, like fifteenth. I don't know. That makes him top half. I don't know. That makes him top half. I don't know if he's top 15. He is top I bet half, you right now I like can Patrick get you 15 Mahomes. ahead of him. He is top Josh half, Allen. just right, like wait, wait, Patrick no, Mahomes. No, let's go through this half. real quick. He is, the same, he is in the same league as Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he's in the, both same, in the top half. same quadrant, the They're same half the quadrant. Half. Uh, Josh Allen? Fine. Tua? Yes, no? No. No? Okay. Um, Mike White? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mahomes? Fine. Yes. Whatever. Fine? Sure. That's it? Wow. Uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert? Uh, yeah. Derek Carr? Dude, no, Derek Carr is better than Daniel year. Jones. Come on. <laughs> not this year. Not this year. No. Oh, my gosh. No. No. Uh, Russell Wilson? No. Joe Burrow? Sure. Lamar fine. Jackson? Yes. When he's healthy. Um, not Kenny Pickett. Deshaun Watson? No. 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 Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Sure. That's a without fine. a doubt. Okay. Yes. Uh, Ryan Tannehill when he's healthy? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> Okay, that's seven, and it probably should be eight or nine. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Fine. Dak Prescott. No. Yes. No. Yeah, he's better. Yes. <laughs> um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Geno Smith. Yes. No. Geno Smith. Well, yes. This year, maybe. Yeah. This year, maybe. Matthew Stafford. Super Bowl year, yes. Every other year, probably not. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Yes. <laughs> Kyler's better than Daniel Jones. Sure. Kirk Cousins. Yes. Maybe. Jared Goff. Yes. Yeah. Put up great numbers this year. Aaron oh, yeah. Rodgers. No, Jared, Jared Goff's number one. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> sure. Okay. Fine. Yes. You're already at 15 right now, and that didn't even account for a couple of the ones that you denied that I accepted. <laughs> and we haven't even gone through the NFC South with if you'd put Tom Brady ahead of him. Maybe. I guess that'd be it. So um, there you go. Top half. I don't know why we went. He's through a that. top seventeen quarterback. Okay, in the but same he's not, category he's not as Patrick Mahomes. That's the point. He's in the same category. He's in the same. And then category you have Geno Smith, which honestly, like statistically, Geno Smith might be the best quarterback in the NFC playoffs. <laughs> like, Listen, I don't want to get in trouble for saying anything too crazy, but I if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, they're going to win by a hundred. It it really does feel like the. Like, I don't want to get in trouble though because I don't want you know, I don't want to be like freezing cold takes. The Chiefs make the Super Bowl and they get they get ran out of the gym by the by the Eagles or something. I'm just saying. Do any of the other quarterbacks have 30 passing touchdowns who are probably Kirk Cousins? Like, that's what Geno Smith did. Maybe Kirk Cousins had the best statistic. Nope, Kirk had 29. I don't know if any of the other NFC quarterbacks besides Geno Smith had 30 passing touchdowns. He had 22 because he got injured. Now, if you count rushing touchdowns, it goes up. He'd get there. But I'm pretty sure every other quarterback is is below the 30. You're telling me Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones did not have? No chance. He had 15. Get out of here. What? At 15? Yes. This guy, this guy stinks. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. He'll turn. Who is this the, guy? Oh, my gosh. He's clearly, very obviously, a bottom half of the league quarterback. And anybody who says differently are just, they're just I delusional. I hate you. They're just delusional. Who's the best there? Who's the best quarterback? <laughs> it has oh, to be, I guess, Jalen Hurts. But again, if he's Jaylen injured. Jalen Hurts, yeah. It's not him. I guess you just go with Tom Brady. So, the Bucks are making the Super Bowl. That would really, really trigger me. I'd, I'd be, be so mad. Really mad about that. I'd, I'd be, be really very mad. mad. Yeah. All right. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Let's get on to our uh, game picks for the week. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. <laughs> 
It's that time of the week on Rock Chalk Sports Talk for game picks of the biggest games ahead from this weekend. Well, that sounds great. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Right here on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Yeah, I'd like to bet 100 bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. All right, another time for game picks here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. A little less to do this week because no college football. All these lines come from DraftKings. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs? anywhere else. Uh, like I said, we're using all our lines on DraftKings. The uh, actual official line for the KU-Iowa State game just came out on DraftKings. First one I've seen up. It is, we'll be picking this, so uh, we'll have that for you shortly, but it's Kansas minus 8 over under of 133. You can get Iowa State plus 320 money line. That's kind of juicy. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code KLWN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code KLWN. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 and older, physically present in Kansas. Bonus issued is free bets. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NFL bet up to $10. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and resort so uh, our college football season officially done you got the better of me 45 and 55 overall i was 44 56 let's go because last week you went three and oh i went two oh. and one let's go that was a big finish for you nice now overall you are 86 98 and five okay if you include locks you are 103 116 and seven I overall am 90, 94, and 5, or 105, 116, and 5 with So I got I to gotta make up two, two, two picks here. And again, these are just based on the football records. Do not include our uh, KU game picks. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Jalen Daniels uh, just tweeted out a video, uh, basically a highlight video and, and everything. And um, at the end, he goes down and says like he's coming back to Kansas job's not finished stuff like that so oh again I I feel like we had quelled the, all thought, these rumors I but, we already, okay but now it's officially quelled no, from the fine. source itself okay. right whatever there we go. okay okay there there's the breaking news Daniel's going back Woo! Yep. all right uh you are 41 43 and five in the NFL two and three last week I am 46 38 and five in the NFL also two and three last week we will start with the Seattle San Francisco game you uh I think I already tipped your cap on this one. Oh, San I San Francisco am minus nine and a half. Picking the Niners all the way. San Francisco. They're going to steamroll Seattle. Get revenge for the Lions. It's going to be glorious. Pete Carroll owns Kyle Shanahan. I don't care that he's 0-2 this year. Owns that means he's Kyle due. Shanahan. He's due. 8-2 coming into the year. I do not care. Geno Smith, better quarterback in this matchup. Fine. Kenneth Walker, better running back. How do you figure? Just because he has uh, Walker the third in his last name, so there's three of them, and Christian McCaffrey only has one of him. No, they have, they have the better running back. Um, 
They have the better everything else. No, Literally Seahawks everything else. might have the better receivers. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I think we should just keep doing this for the Dead show. Yes. Wrong. No. Yes. Um, Literally, Debo be wrong. probably better than DK easily, but Lockett better than Ayuk. Yes. You just Maybe. don't want to say so because he went to K State. Well, George Kittle. Yeah, but I was saying receivers. Tight end is yes, clearly 49ers. Every other position. Um, and literally every single other defense, position. 49ers. Every but single Geno position. Smith is going to cook. Every so single position. It doesn't position. matter. The Niners are the better team across the board. <laughs> I don't every care. Every single position. Seattle plus nine and a half. Let's roll, baby. San Francisco minus 23 and a half. Let's roll. <laughs> LA Chargers. You want to do that for your lock of the week? <laughs> no. L.A. Chargers minus two and a half at Jacksonville. I'm going to ride with the boys. I'm taking Jacksonville here. I don't like the Chargers. Justin Herbert stinks. Mm. Brandon Staley's an idiot. All he does is play his players and get them hurt when they don't need to be. Give me Jacksonville. I am uh, going to take the Chargers. I think even without Mike Williams, uh, they win this game. But there, there definitely is something... You're talking about the Bengals. You know who else is really hot? Mm. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, they are. They really are. I mean, the Chargers were until they lost last week to the Broncos. Yeah, because the Chargers stink. I just think they're the better team. And like you they said, I, I think the Jaguars are a year or two away. Give me the Chargers. They might be the better team. Miami at Buffalo. The Bills are giving up 13 and a half. Yeah, I, okay. Didn't this open? Didn't this line open at like 9 or 10? I think it did earlier. I think in the week. it did, but that was based like before on. They, before they, they were confirmed. for sure. Yeah. And then it shot way up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still going to go with Buffalo here. I just, like like we said earlier, I just, I don't see a path to Miami being competitive at all. I don't. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm having the same thing. So I'm going Buffalo. Like, this feels like 31 to 7. Um, I, I guess the one avenue of how they hold it together is maybe they hold the Bills down to like twenty four and yeah Josh Allen has to throw like a billion red yep. zone picks and, and Tyreek Hill, Tyree Hill and just Dale has Waddle. two incredible plays for Both touchdowns need to be and great. it's twenty four fourteen and they cover the spread but I'm gonna take Buffalo New York Giants at Minnesota minus three this is a tough one I I'm gonna go with the Giants I I think it'll be a three point game if Minnesota does win and the Giants would push that which is fine a push is a win. So I'm gonna go. With the it Giants. is not a win. Yes, it is. According to who? According to me. Okay. Okay. A push is a win. You do not win money on a push. You just get your money back. You get it back. There you go. You you receive so you, money you from feel the way somebody hands you money. You're like, I just won money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. So you lose ten dollars, but somebody hands you back a quarter. You're like, look, I won a quarter. Um, no, because in this case, <laughs> if you bet, you know, five five dollars, whatever, and it pushes. You get all five back. Yeah, you didn't win so money. You're, but your your dumb argument was, well, if you bet five dollars and you only get a quarter back, then I'm just how saying, you would you lose? Your logic yes, you would lose. was that, but you get it all back, <laughs> so you won. Okay, okay, this doesn't make sense. What do you mean? What what is <laughs> what part of it does not make sense? Because you're you not get winning it all anything. Back. You're not winning. That was the, the oh my but gosh. you get all your money back. But you're not winning anything. It doesn't matter. You got back what you put in. Uh, I'm gonna take the Giants. I'm gonna take the Giants money line on top of that. Now, just oh. for the bet itself, I'll take the Giants plus the three. Baltimore okay. at Cincinnati. Bengals giving up nine and a half. Yeah, I'm going with Baltimore here. I I know Cincinnati just won by 11, and they were kind of jacking around even when they did do that. I still think this is going to be a, a much closer game than nine and a half. I'm I'm taking Baltimore. I'm going Cincinnati. They yeah they. I just I have problems seeing uh, the Ravens' offense doing anything of note, and that just like they win 17 to nine. 
It just it just makes it hard for me. They went seventeen and nine. I, I don't see them holding the Bengals to seventeen with as explosive cover. as Joe Burrow and that offensive been of late. Um, if they went twenty to thirteen, Ravens cover. No, I mean, I mean, the way that this happens too is that Cincinnati does kind of sit on it, like they get up, you know, twenty to seven, and then they just kind of like, ah, let's not use some of our better plays. We could have the Bills next week, but I, I just, I, I have problems seeing the Ravens holding the the Bengals anything under twenty, and I'm having trouble seeing them score more than like ten. Dallas is minus two and a half at Tampa Bay. I wish both teams could lose this game because they both deserve to lose. But if you're gonna force me to pick a team, like. I guess I'll pick Tampa Bay. I don't know. I don't really have a good read on this game, actually. I don't really know. I I, I don't feel great about this either, but I am uh, I am going to go with Tampa Bay. And the reason why is honestly just a history thing. Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. Nope. He just owns them. Give me the fossil of Tom They're Brady. also playing at home. They have the home game. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I don't trust the Cowboys in big games. No. Why would I do it on the road against the most accomplished quarterback of all time? You know? Like, but I'm, he's I'm also 100. So did, <laughs> he you, did you consider that? But Dak Prescott is playing like he's 100. Have you considered that? I'll take Tampa Bay. <laughs> lock of the week. You were 7-9-2 in the NFL. Who you got? Okay. I put this as my lock. I've been second-guessing it most of the afternoon. But I'm going to stick with it. Giants-Vikings over 48. It's a lot of this points. This just feels like a game that it's just going to be bananas. And it's going to be like... Just complete craziness. There's going to be a lot of dumb plays that score touchdowns. There's going to be pick sixes. There's going to be just crazy madness in this game. That's what I think could happen. And that's why I'm taking the over 48 for Giants Vikings. The first game was 27-24, so you would have hit the over. That is, that's just what that's I a think. a lot of points, though. That, that is, it is, it is a, especially in the NFL, it's a lot of points. All right, I am uh, just 7-11 in my NFL locks. I'm going to go with the Baltimore under 14.5 team points. Wow, no faith in the Ravens. Uh, no, not in their offense. Bengals' defense has been good, especially the adjustments they make. Their defense coordinator does a great job. That unit has been excellent for them. And the Ravens don't really score points when Lamar Jackson's not in there. Huh, who would have thought? Um, in the games <laughs> that... That Tyler Huntley and Anthony Brown have started. I believe they're averaging 12 and a half points per game. That's so under 14 and a half. Already, yeah, you're right there. And then you add to it that um, you're going to be playing the, the same team back to back where they know some more of your offensive tendencies when you play an offense like the Ravens, where they're running that kind of like read option type of stuff. And then yeah, on the top offensive of that. So the Ravens are HB dive. Yeah, and, and now you tendency. just played it last week. You played again this week. And. Um, if you're talking about a coordinator who adjusts really well, well, guess what? You get to play them back-to-back time. So I, I think the under 14 half points is a playoff game, so you're going to be even more serious about holding them down. I like that one. Okay. KU game picks. You are 5-5 five and five on these. I am 6-4. and four. Number 14, Iowa State at number 2, Kansas, minus 8 points. This kind of goes back to the discussion we had about in Big 12 conference play. If a team is getting double digits or close to double digits, you almost have to take that out of principle. So I'm going to go with Iowa State. I'm, I'm confident Kansas is going to win, but I just I don't think it's going to be by eight or more. Like well, I, I just don't see it. I agree. It's just, yeah, the principal thing, even though it's not quite double digits, I, I think Iowa State's just a really good team, and they play so hard. They play such good defense. Yeah, you know who else is a really good team? Kansas is. Kansas. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I'm not saying Kansas is going to lose this game. I just I don't think – I think eight points is too many. No, I, I agree. I mean, I'm kind of surprised it's that high. Like, I would I am think too. that the books would have figured out that 
in the Big 12, almost every game is played within an eight-point margin. Yeah. Like, okay, just give me a random Big 12 team. I'm going to see if how many of their games have been played within an eight-point margin. Oklahoma State. Okay, Oklahoma State. They are currently all but one. Yeah, they're one and three in conference play. So they haven't even been a great team. Three of their four games have been played within yep. an eight-point margin, and the lost, one that wasn't they was lost ten. To Texas by ten. Yeah. yeah. So like with Kansas, I mean, you're talking about the Oklahoma State Western game was, the yeah. Tech game was that. Yeah. So three of four. So I I think that's a good. I, mean, I think Iowa State's have. the only team that would probably you would find that doesn't have yeah. at least three games. And even them, it, I think it's two. You know? Yeah, it's two. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Iowa State plus the eight points. Uh, I think they muck up the game a little bit. Game's uh, going, though. Over under 133. Low number. I'm going with the over. Why not? Live a little. Ride the over. I'm let's, just go, gonna, let's, go, let's go score some points. I'm just going to pencil you in for over every time. Um, I picked the under one time, and I think it won when I picked it. No. I'm going to go under. Both, if this was the total... Last season when they played both times, it would have gone under. Iowa State plays great defense. They're going to slow it down. They're going to muck it up. They're going to play hard. They're going to play physical. Probably a game that both teams are in like the 60s. Or maybe one team hits like low 70, 70, 70-71. If both teams are in the 60s, the over could potentially hit. It could, but both teams would have have to be, you know, what, 67, 65? Yeah, 68, 66. Yeah. So it's it's possible. I just, I, I could see... Maybe it's 69 60, or maybe it's, you know, 70 to well, 60, or minus eight or plus eight. I don't know. Wouldn't, that wouldn't hit. I'm going under. We're going to live with it. Okay. He's Nick Springer. Just, just be uh, be somebody who wants to root for no fun. <laughs> I'm Derek Johnson, rooting for a horrible game tomorrow, just in terms of style. Uh, sports stock market next. This is RCST. Welcome back in to Rock Shock Sports Talk, about 15 till the top of the hour here. We're out early, 520 for high school basketball coverage. And uh, Lawrence High going to be the team on the docket tonight. Girls game at 520, boys game will be a little bit after that here on uh, tonight's action. We got KU basketball, women's game tomorrow on KLWN. Men's game will take over after. You can hear the entirety of the men's game on our sister station, 105.9 KISS. Let's get into another edition of Sports Stock Market, though. As uh, the stock market bell has rung officially for your Friday, stocks are closed. We'll tell you what's up. We'll tell you what's down. First up, stock is down on football players playing football. Oh, no. The Pro Bowl, which will be going on in a few weeks here, is going to have different skill competitions, which I, I think are fun. They're you know, probably more entertaining than, than the game itself. Okay. Uh, but one of the competitions is going to be golf. So we're going to be watching football players playing golf. Oh, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So the contest is a longest drive contest. So basically, they're going to set up a tee somewhere in Las Vegas, and they're just going to let these dudes just whack on some balls. Mm-hmm. Interesting way of saying that. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> let these dudes swing some clubs mm-hmm. to then hit some golf balls. Very then far. see how far yes. the golf ball travels off of <laughs> the club. Yes. Um, is that a more technical way of describing it? Yes. No, I, I mean, I think it's interesting. I just think it's funny that they're basically like, yeah, the Pro Bowl doesn't work, so what can we do to spice it up? Let's play a different sport. Okay, what if other I'll sports be honest, did this? I, I actually think it's fun. I, I really do. I think it'd be fun what if, if like, they, they would never do this for a health reason, but like if they did a Pro Bowl basketball game. Yeah, or what if like, you know? what if like for the MLB All-Star game, they like played a hockey game? 
and then like they made golfers play football. Brooks <laughs> Kepka would be a good football player, I think. Yeah, he'd probably be pretty good. He'd be, he'd um, be a good D lineman. Jordan think. Spieth would be like a kicker. I could see that. I don't know why. He's just like accurate. Um, Who would be the best quarterback? Who would be the best quarterback? I don't really know golf that well, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that. But just go with, uh, I don't know. There's so many Texas golfers on the PGA Tour. Like, uh, they were one of them around is, football in Texas. Yeah, one of them, one of them was to, probably good enough. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of different skill competitions, though, that are interesting. They have the, the dodgeball, which is always one of my favorites every year. Dodgeball's fun. I'm fine with dodgeball. There's a bunch of other ones, though. Is, is there any that, that stick out to you? Is there any that you're actually really excited to see? Uh, besides the golf one that I'm really, really interested in, and I care so much about who can hit a golf ball the farthest. There was one. I'm trying to find it. What's the one? Uh, long drive, passing. So they have, they have this one called the best catch. And from the description of it, it sounds like that it's going to be like, Best receptions, high reels that shot at iconic venues while it's making. So it, I, I read that as like they're going to go to like the top of like New York, New York and throw a football off of it and then somebody's mm-hmm. going to catch it or something. Like something, you know what I mean? Like that. So like that could be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I'm just I'm just like thinking of like the board meetings that they have where they're trying to figure out the different events that they can do and, and the guys <clears throat> who are proposing different things and like just imagining like if they had one person who's just like proposing these insane ideas he's like what if we jump the thing, off like, a building the, if these are the ideas know. that they pass <laughs> what do you think what do you what do you think of the ones that yeah. they scrapped they just had like the a wild card guy in there like you know what if you what if you threw a knife at a receiver and he had to catch the handle <laughs> what if you <laughs> spun a guy mm-hmm. on a on a wheel and the quarterback had to throw knives <laughs> and try not to kill him yeah I mean, like, people like would those, watch. Like those magic tricks. People would watch. Stuff that they do. Be like, find out next if Stefan Diggs will be stabbed by a knife. It's like, what? Thrown by Kirk um, Cousins. <laughs> I might Dude, would you dumb. get on a spinning wheel with Kirk Cousins throwing knives at <laughs> Nope, no chance. No chance. <laughs> Asking for it. If Jalen Daniels throwing the knives, I trust it. Okay. Not Kirk Cousins. Uh, stock is up on consistent baseball cards. Um, okay. Because... You know, when when kids grow up and, and they pull out a pack and they get a Carlos Correa card in the future, you know, 10 years from now, they're just going to look down at the card and it's going to be like, oh, he played for Houston and then he signed with Minnesota and that's who he was with. Little are they going to know the saga that happened. That because they're just going to say Minnesota last year, Minnesota this year. actually now. signed like $700 million worth yeah. of contracts. Only yep. to end up back with the Twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, stock is down on being a narc. Dude, this is a wild story. Was stock ever okay. up on being a narc? <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> like, was there a stock point in is time? down on not being a, or stock is down on? I don't know. You think of something here. Okay, here's the story. Stock is down on being a narc. Here's why. Edward T. Tion, I think is how you say it. A student at Princeton University. So there is a specific uh, app or online website that has been utilized recently. It is an AI chat bot, and it is called ChatGPT. Here's here's a quote from the story about this. The popularity of ChatGPT since its launch has been met with alarm, including from some U.S. schools who have blocked it on their servers in a bid to prevent students from cheating. So basically, this this chat bot, you enter in in a topic, and it will like write a high level like essay and stuff. Okay, 
So this guy, Edward Tion, he's a student at Princeton. He spends his holiday break, which, by the way, seriously, you're spending your holiday break? Dude, already super <laughs> that's, late. Yeah, that's that's number one. Quote, this is why the 22-year-old spent his winter holiday break at a coffee shop in his hometown Toronto working on an application that can determine with high accuracy if, if a text was written by a human or a bot. So essentially, this guy was like, dude, I don't want people cheating. I'm going to create this thing that can detect and make sure that kids aren't cheating on essays. It's it's just crazy to me the development to begin with. Like back in my day, you had Spark Notes where it would like summarize what happened, and you still had to read the summarization. But now it's just like uh, high schoolers and middle schoolers—they're growing up and they're like, "No, I just have this AI website that just is going to write my essay for me." It's like what? So he created. So it was the the thing is called Chat GPT. What he created an app is called GPT Zero. Quote, while GPT-0 was created to combat academic plagiarism, Mr. T on the student said that he sees apps like his being used to address other issues that will come with the rising popularity of artificial intelligence centers online disinformation campaign. So that's basically him trying to deflect that he's mad that some kid got a 99% on a fake paper and he, and he did. <laughs> he got a 90. Yeah, he got a 90. Like, the kid got a 91. And he went up to him after class and he was like, man, what'd you write about? I only got a 90. I put so much effort into this. And the kid's like, oh, I didn't do anything. I just used this like AI site. And he's like, you got to be kidding me. Um, I guess on one hand, like good for him. He could be making a business out of this. No, but I mean, on the it, other I hand. Mean, this actually, like when narc- you consider the practical effects of it, it actually could be pretty useful <laughs> because the, the way he tested it was he took BBC articles written by actual reporters and then he he would take the headline and he would take the headline of that article and put it in the chat GPT and it would generate you know an, or whatever an article mm-hmm. and then the basically what his app does is it looks at those two articles and can determine with a very high rate of accuracy which one was actually written by a human or not yeah which is really important because that you could easily I mean you know in the hands of someone who is trying to spread disinformation or something you could easily spread a lot so there there are practical uses for it but also Loser. <laughs> Dude, okay, uh, go spend your holiday break like doing something normal. Stock this is, is why I didn't get into Princeton there. This that's why specifically. Yeah. Stock is up on Nick Saban versus Kirby Smart's rivalry. It is uh flaring. We had the <laughs> I mean, just to begin with, you had both of them meeting in the SEC title last year, then the national championship. They split the two. This year you have Nick Saban on the desk. David Pollock is like, it's like going on about how George's yeah. greatest program of all time. They're blah, right blah, blah, in front blah. of him. Uh, right and how about this? In the final coaches poll, uh, Nick Saban voted Georgia one, Alabama second. Wow, I'm shocked. Kirby Smart voted Georgia one, Alabama sixth. <laughs> That's great. The rivalry is. We thought up. it was Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. The real rivalry Ooh. was right in front of us all along. Nick Saban versus Kirby Smart. They're one and two in the recruiting rankings. Those two teams this year for uh, college football. Man, stock is down on Brian Kelly's Dancing with the Stars career. Oof. So remember there was that video that came out last year. Walker there were multiple Howard. videos. Well, yeah, okay, but there was the there was the the one specifically where it's like him on a little platform dancing with a quarterback yep. and he's doing like a shimmy up and down yep. Yep. and the camera's like yep. working around in a circle. Yep. And the quarterback, it was a five star guy, Walker Howard. He committed to LSU from that. So everybody's like, Wow, I didn't think that was gonna work. Uh but turns out it didn't hold him on long enough because he is transferring. Well, there was another video, I think, with a tight end. Like a four or five star okay. tight end, where the it was the same deal, where he was doing the dancing on the platform with the spinning camera. That guy transferred also. I think. Oh really? I think. So he's a fe- officially, if he dances with someone, they're they're going to be gone. Yeah, buddy, he'll get the initial commitment. So don't dance with Brian Kelly. Long term. Stock is down on John Elway. Uh, quite, literally, kind of a, quite literally. Quite literally. <laughs> this is kind of a wild story. So 
uh, on Twitter, there was the story of of what popped up about this was Warwick Dunn was talked about by in a Twitter thread about how he actually utilized some of the money he made while playing for the Atlanta Falcons to then invest back into the Falcons as a minority owner. And then that grew in wealth and he was able to use it to do a lot of stuff. He has like a charity where he builds homes and stuff, does a lot of great stuff. Well, part of that led me down a rabbit hole of this kind of stuff. And it led me to this story about John Elway, in which in 1998, John Elway was offered a 20% stake in the Denver Broncos in exchange for the Broncos not paying his salary, basically. So essentially the owner at the time, Pat Bowen, I think it was, was like, hey, instead of paying you the $36 million that, you know, we owe you for, as part of your salary, we'll just give you part of the we'll just give you part of the Broncos, part of minority ownership of the Broncos. After thinking about this, Elway opted not to take the deal. And here's why it's a bad deal. If Elway had taken that deal, that money would be worth over $900 million today. So he lost over $860 million. And on one hand, you could be like, oh, John Elway's made so much in his career. Does he really need it? Um, no, probably not. Like, he'll be well, fine. But what I don't understand about this it's is... $860 million. What I don't understand about you know? this is, like, you've you've played your entire career with the Broncos. If you're John Elway, I don't really know why you wouldn't have just taken the, the stake in the Broncos. Like, you were, you were a Broncos legend. Like, you're... The most famous Broncos player probably ever, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you just want to do that? Well, it's like maybe at the time he was like, I want to be done with football. I want to be away. Well, that clearly was wrong because now he's yeah, like now vice he's gen- president, yeah, right? Exactly. Or general manager like or whatever. General manager or vice president. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So stock's down on John Elway. That sucks, John Elway. <laughs> uh, stock is up on the NFL PR machine. Jim Ursay is the Indianapolis Colts owner. He tweeted, this was yesterday. This is a bunch of crap. I know he tweeted yesterday. Just completed our interview with Eric Bieniemy. It was so, like the stupid. No, no, no. That's not the whole thing. It's the stupid emoji you put on the end that really ticks me off. What with like the football? Yeah, like dude. No, he like, put like play a football, football and like a. There was another yeah. dumb emoji. But no, dude, come on. Well, here's why. Here's That's why I think stupid. it's the NFL PR machine. Owners never do this. Owners never no. tweet out. I mean, they rarely tweet to begin with, but they rarely, like, never tweet out, hey, this is who I interviewed. That never happens. So what does this tell me? Eric Bieniemy, who should have had an NFL head coaching job by now, you've had a bunch of different, I, I'm sure the NFL, like, told the different owners, like, hey, can we make sure to leak stuff publicly to make sure people know we're interviewing him and that we can check off the Rooney rule? If, yeah, if they stupid. end up hiring him, then then I'll be proven wrong, and that'll be great, and that'll be cool if that works out that way. But, like, I feel like this is just another cycle where he's going to get passed over for a job, and they're just trying to set up the storyline in, yeah, in their best. so dumb. Uh, last one, quick stocks down on Arch Manning. Uh, because he already lost his student ID. Dude, that was hilarious. You already expect him. I mean, he lost his student ID. How do you expect him to learn a playbook? Archibald oh, Manning, please <laughs> come to the student center to <laughs> recover your lost ID. Thank you very much. Two hours down, one to go. That's sports stock what market. If he, what if he loses the playbook? Mm, that's a problem. This is RCST. Five o'clock hour on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. We're out in about 10, 15 minutes from right now. We got high school hoops coming at you. Lawrence High girls are going to play at 530. We'll have pregame starting at 520. And then uh, we have the Lawrence High boys game after that. Sam Speck, Craig Hershiser will be on the call of the girls game. Nick Springer and Craig will be on the call of the boys game a little bit after that. As far as tomorrow goes, 
There's a KU women's basketball game, and women's team needs to bounce back. They uh, lost to Baylor. They lost to Texas earlier this week. They got a tough one at number 19, Oklahoma. So see if they can bounce back and get a big win there in a top 25 showdown. That'll be tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Pre-game will start at 145. After the game ends, we'll switch over from that to basically it'll be around the second half and through the post-game of the men's coverage. And if you want the entirety of the men's game, you can hear that on our sister station, 105.9 KISS and 105.9 KISSFM.com. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? You can bet on college basketball. You can bet on the NBA. Really, whatever tickles your fancy with uh, the different games. Um... I, I, I said my money line parlay earlier that was yeah, around the, minus the one 150. Uh, the one that's going to lose, yeah. Well, on which one? The Bengals. Oh, that's right. You keep going on that. Okay, what about this? What about a what? plus parlay? A what? A plus parlay. So we go two teams who are plus money line odds Why to win. Why are you saying it like that? A plus parlay. No, you were saying it differently the first time you said it. I don't know. You said plus. I was like, plus? what is a plus? What? Know. Um... If you do Giants Buccaneers money line parlay, plus four seventeen. Yeah. yeah maybe, if I add maybe. the Jaguars in there, plus ten thirty seven. Yeah. I think all three of them can pull off the upset. That's, that's pretty good. Will it all happen? Probably not. That's pretty good. That's why they call it gambling. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code KLWN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KLWN. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 and older, physically present in Kansas. Bonus issued is free bets. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NFL bet up to $10. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and resort so kansas takes on iowa state tomorrow we talked earlier spread is kansas minus eight to this point in time no no player props have come out feels as a of yet. little high but kansas is going to win i'm pretty confident about that it's certainly if you lose this game the game that comes up on tuesday at kansas state feels like i mean it's already going to be gigantic from yeah, what I the mean, game means and the opponents. But yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, from a standpoint of I'm, KU trying to win the Big 12. I'm always skeptical of falling into the trap of being like, this is the most important game for Kansas. Mm-hmm. This is the most, oh, wait, no, wait. This is the most important game. Like, I don't want to fall into that trap. No. But I mean, no, we're, we're not going to do that. Oh, it's a must win game yeah, in, but, in your I mean, fifth game of the year, right? If you're four and two, like we put a lot of pressure show, on it. Yeah. If you're and at four that and point, two staring TCU and Baylor on the road in the face, like, that's. Yeah, and at that nervous. point, if you're four and two, K State and Iowa State are at least five and one, maybe yeah, six and zero, oh, possibly both six and zero. Oh, yeah. And they both have wins on you, and Iowa State won in the Fieldhouse. So, yeah. yeah, there there's a lot of I think pressure in that standpoint to win this game. The two matchups last year were uh, were were certainly notable for different reasons. The first one in Allen Fieldhouse was a kind of disgusting game. It was, and then the last like two minutes of the game, it just picked up, and both teams started hitting shots so, back and forth. I don't know if I Juan should, Harris I hit the runner. I'm nervous to disclose this information to you. 
Were you at the game last year? I'm no, but I am planning to attend the game tomorrow. So I'm definitely taking Iowa State plus eight. Last game you were at was Southern Utah. Yep. What was the game you were at before that? Uh, I'd have to look at the schedule. I mean, I, I, that, I Southern Utah is the only game I've been to this year. Yeah. Did you go to a game last season? Uh, no, you no, I didn't. No, because I, I didn't. So it's I been probably a couple of years. Because you've been in San Antonio, so it's probably yeah, been look. a couple of years. I think but, before the Southern Utah game, maybe uh, Oklahoma State in 2019 or in the spring of 2020. I think that I think I went to that okay, one. Okay, so they probably won that. They one. won that one by 25. Okay, so maybe maybe that's we'll, we'll see how it goes. Oh, I'm um, the schedule. I don't know. I'm you not, you did know. disclose to me a while ago that one of the final games you went to though was against Iowa State in Allen Fieldhouse, right? And that was the one they lost. Uh, yes. I was also there when KU lost Oklahoma State. I was there when KU lost Arizona State. <laughs> uh, let's see. What other losses did I see? And again, for for a lot of colleges, if you're like, oh, I saw, you know, one loss a year or a couple losses here and there. It's like, oh, well, that happens. Uh, but at Kansas, like, there are students who will go their entire college career see, like, without ever loss. attending a loss. Yeah. Like, there might have been a loss, but they, they couldn't make it. Like, that was the case for me. Okay. The games that I've definitely been to that they lost was Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Arizona State. That's three. Was the Oklahoma State one in 2018? Uh, yeah. So funny enough. Let's see, 2018, 19. Because there, here's the similarities with this one to that one. Uh, no, they won in 2018. It must have been 2019. Oh, was that what it was? Well, whenever it was, the Oklahoma State game, they lost at home. Um, whatever it was, three, four, five years ago. They had their, like, banquet with basically a, a Kansas basketball reunion. Like, former KU basketball players, coaches invited back into oh, town. No, they have the banquet. That's what they're doing and They're doing Saturday. it for this game. After the oh, game. And I no. remember the story went after the game that... Okay, it no, it was February 3rd of 2018. Okay. Yeah, and, and so the story went that, like, after the game, basically the players were, like, brought up on the stage and kind of, like, oh, chastised. Okay, like, I don't know if We this, apologize for this performance, like, stuff like that. I don't know if this counts or not, but I, I also was in attendance at what was then the Sprint Center when KU lost to Washington. <laughs> so you, you have had a bad run, man. Okay, no, I'm definitely okay, going Iowa worse, State plus actually, eight. Because the Washington and the Arizona State games, those were back-to-back losses, and I was at both of them. They lost both. Iowa State plus eight. So that twenty-eight. So that hold on, that 2017-18 season for Kansas, they lost eight games. I was there for three of them. Whew. For Washington, Arizona State, and Oklahoma State. Well, and to be fair, that was just kind of a weird year where they did lose all those games. And I mean, those are the only, yeah. Well, those those are the only three home games they lost all season, and I was at all three of them. Yep. Uh, again, Washington game was at the Sprint Center, but you know, though I have had bad luck. And Southern Utah, I was there, and they they tried. No, to I'm lose. just saying, if Kansas loses tomorrow, you pitchforks are coming banned? out against am I, you. Am I yes. banned? <laughs> yeah, I think it's only fair. <laughs> Um, okay, we got to get to a rock chalk pick a hawk yeah, before we, go, we finish things up here. Quick reminder: you get a point for every point they score. You get two points for assists and rebounds. Three points for steals and blocks. You lose a point for a missed shot. You lose two points for turnovers. And now that we're in Big Twelve play, we added the rule where you can take one maximum play. of yep. one player from the other team. Nick doesn't always like to take a player from the other team, but I'm gonna take a player from the other team this time. Who am I to uh, change things up from from what Nick's doing? Because he's on a I'm, roll. He's won like I'm seven winning. of the last eight. Yes. Yeah, he's up seven to six. Yes. I have the first pick this time. You okay. had the first pick last time. Okay. It is a snake. We'll go six rounds. Okay. 
First up, I will take Jalen Wilson. You have to. I mean, sort of. I feel like over the last handful of games, it's been so even between whether it's Jalen or KJ or Dewan or Grady who has the best game for this. But yeah, Jalen is the the overall consistent force that that you go Jalen Wilson to. to I'm going to go outside the box here. I'm going KJ Adams. Ooh. And with my next pick. Ooh. Man, this is tough. I'm going to go with Grady Dick. I don't love that pick, though. It's just, it's impossible to know his output without knowing, like, is he going to get face guarded? Yeah, I don't love that pick at all, actually. I really hate that pick. Well, too late. You took him. It is locked in. The KJ one's interesting, too, because, I mean, he, he, I I think he could get a lot of offensive rebounds. Iowa State gives up a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, Okay, so my next pick, I'll go with Kevin McCuller. I'm still waiting I mean, for this, him to have like a 15 I mean, point this game. This is a slam dunk play. for you. You get McCuller in. Yeah, and I get Dewan Harris. Yeah, that's a slam dunk. That's why I was nervous about taking Grady Dick. But I think Dewan has the most important role on the team. When you're playing uh, an Iowa State team that gets 10 and a half steals a game, that is first in the country in turnover rate defensively, like he's going to have the biggest role. How much will that lead to stats versus him just yeah. getting hockey assists, like setting up the pass to yeah. another pass? That might be an issue, but I- I'm getting right. him here in the third round. I have to take him. Taking Bob. He's the first guy. Bob. That, how would how would we view Bobby Pettiford if we we knew him as Bob <laughs> Bob Pettiford? That sounds like a like fifty year old uh, male who's really into like uh, uh, model airplanes. <laughs> anyway, I got Bob Bobby, okay. and I'm gonna take I'm gonna go with another wild pick here. I'm going with Zach Clements. I I mean, based on how he played last game, you'd think he's the first big off the bench. Do we know that? Could it be Zuby? Probably, Could which is Zuby. why I'm going to go Zuby. But Zuby? I, I yeah. do think you would have to go with Zach based on what we yeah. just saw. Yeah. Okay. So now, do I want to take the first Iowa State player? So before we we you know get Cam one? Martin is out. MJ is supposedly cleared to play, but we don't really know. He just hasn't played much, so I'm not. Gonna, I mean, played. I'm going to go Joe Yesifu. Okay. I feel like he'll play. Okay. Hit a couple threes, maybe. He played well against Iowa State last year in Ames. Ochai was out with COVID, and Joe came in and played really well. So maybe this is a good matchup for him. I don't know. Hmm. All right, I'm going to take my first Iowa State player. Well, the only Iowa State player. I'm taking Caleb Grill. Okay. Caleb Grill is from Mays High School. I am from Mays High School. <laughs> for that reason. Enough for you. Give me Caleb Grill. Okay. You were talking smack on him before the show. No, I wasn't. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. You have one more pick. Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh. Um. MJ Rice. Yeah, you're kind of stuck with him. Why not? Well, who, who, you, who are you going to pick? You could take like Ernest Uday. I haven't taken an Iowa State player yet. Oh, that's a good point. I guess. So I have options here. I could go with Jaron Holmes. He's their team's leading scorer, 13 points over three assists. Gabe Kalsher played really well in Allen Fieldhouse last year, but he doesn't put up a ton of stats outside of points. And he's if their he best three-point shooter. He is. Well, he's 33%, but he's like their best tough make three-point shooter. their... Okay, he's not he runs team. hot and cold. He runs hot and cold. So I, I don't want to bank on it being a cold game. I could go with oh, Osun. Well, Caleb Grill's their best three-point shooter. Wow. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm just going to go Jaron Holmes. Team's leading scorer, top assist guy. He can make some tough shots. Transfer from St. Bonaventure. He's been a really good player for them. So right. that'll be my pick. All right, that's Rock Truck Pick a Hawk. That's also Rock Truck Sports Talk. That'll do it for this show. For Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Have a good rest of your day. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday from 3 to 6 right here on KLWN. High School Hoops with Lawrence High next.